You're tuning in to Origins Cast. Wow, two weeks today since the start of this podcast. Already at a thousand plays. That is awesome, guys. Thanks so much for the support. I'm so happy that it's growing well. People are sharing it. People are giving me feedback, really enjoying the directness of it and the information provided. It's only going to expand. I'm going to have, in another month, our long ones, where it's going to be with a guest, either an old client or somebody I know that's had great results. We're going to be sharing anecdotal uh, results, and I'm going to fill in the science behind the anecdotes because I think that's something that is lacking. But anyway... Now on to episode 5, this is going to be the start to a long subject and I know that many of you are really interested in the subject and it gets pretty vast and it's, yeah, it's why do we not eat fruits and vegetables? We've heard for so long that they're so good for us, not only that, it's shoved down our throat that they are necessary and that they provide biochemical functions that give us longevity, keep disease away, and make us thrive. So why wouldn't you want to eat something that is supposedly meant to do all of these amazing things? Well, in this podcast, I'm not going to go too deep into biochemistry. I'm going to leave that for the individual chemicals that we have to cover. Um, Just to give a, let's say, five points on your fingers... Um, certain chemicals such as glycoalkaloids, oxalic acid, also known as oxalates, phytic acid, also known as phytates, goitrogens, and uh, leptins, for example, and there's many, many more. We can get into nitrates and gluten as well, and a whole load of others. So I'll be breaking down those individually in 15 minutes throughout the podcast. So this is probably going to be another six maybe even 10 episodes long about anti-nutrients. But here I'm just going to talk a little bit as to the experience and why no fruits or vegetables really simply before breaking it down. So, ah, where to start off on this one, eh? There's so much. I'm going to start with a little bit of history and a little bit of nature anthropological stuff, then I'm going to just tie in a bit of critical thinking and common sense around the human body. And I hope that will pique enough interest and not be, I mean, maybe too abrasive to those that are still attached to their vegetables. So hopefully you can share this and just spark curiosity for people to listen into the next ones, get them subscribing, get them ready. This will be like the gentle breakthrough rather than just boom, this is extremely dangerous and blah 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 and no, i don't want to make that out a lot of my clients um well not a lot actually less than five percent reintroduce some vegetables because they enjoy the taste or cooking with them but they do now understand the relationship to food that these foods are even neutral at best but affect them negatively and they feel it after being uh, carnivorous for more than two months especially three months or plus, when you reintroduce these foods, you feel certain things that you didn't feel before that you thought were normal and got accustomed to. This is a big thing that I like about the carnivore diet and that I like about um, ancestral relationships to food is that when you bring back certain foods, you are more aware from the fine-tuning that these foods may make you feel certain things that you thought were normal or were total normal. There's some doctors out there, like Dr. Gregor, for example, the vegan advocate, that having loose, slippery shits four to five times a day is healthy. 
That's not freaking healthy, guys. But we'll get into that subject also later down the line. Anyway, so let's get started. Vegetables and fruit. So the vegetables and fruits that we eat today were not found in nature. And you still, to this day, cannot find an absolute wild nature. You can only find them because in certain areas where we grow them, we monocrop them, or they have been introduced by travelers. Like a lot of the fruits that you find in the Caribbean and certain parts of the world, the colonizers brought with them. They were hybridized foods. They weren't natural to this pla- to these places. And a lot of vegans in like Hawaii or the Caribbean were like, look, we live in a place abundant of fruits. Well, actually, those fruits, before those colonizers came, were not there. They weren't. And a lot of these fruits and vegetables were created during the agrarian revolution, which is spanning nearly 13,000 years ago. We started hybridizing the mustard seed plant to create more palatable and less poisonous, less bitter versions of the vegetables that were, that were natural to what we eat today. They're bigger, they're sweeter, and they have less toxins. You've got to remember something in physiology. Bitter means danger. So when people are doing those um, ginger shots or drinking all of these bitter juices, that's your body response to, your body's response to the toxins, such as oxalates, especially in like leafy greens that are very bitter. And your body's telling you that that's dangerous. It's poison. Sweet means safe and salt means good. We crave sweet and salty things, not bitter. It's not good for you, which is why people have to mask them with loads of fruits. And most of the fruits we ate today, they don't have the same seeds. They have more flesh and they have a lot more sugar, a lot more, a lot more fructose in them. It wasn't natural for our body to consume so much fructose in one go. We never had this abundance. Things like banana, for example, had seeds throughout. It was mostly for birds and monkeys. We couldn't really get that much calories and energy from them by picking all the seeds out and getting the little bit of flesh. So these fruits and vegetables, we've made them the way they are today. You couldn't go out into the wild untouched by man and find any of these and survive off of them. And most of the natural ones that you ate, the amount you'd have to eat to get energy to sustain yourself would eventually harm your glands, your tissues, and could potentially kill you. We actually see a link, and you can look at certain papers, like 99.99% of pesticides are natural, can lead to cancers. We have so many vegans, and I mean, you should check at, um, at Carnivores Vegan on Instagram, has so many links and so many stories, like, I mean, a shit ton of vegans that have been 15, 20 years plus into it and die of cancer. These toxins build up in our body, and if you haven't got the proper properties that come from amino acids, carnitine, carnosine, and good cholesterol to rejuvenate the body and keep the immune system functioning, you break down. And then with all the sugar on top of it, you then start feeding a cancerous state. But anyway, that's another heavy subject. So yeah, we made these foods. We hybridized them off the mustard seed plant in the Green Revolution, and since then, the brain stopped expanding and actually started to decrease and our bodies became less robust and disease started to creep in over thousands of years. You look at the Egyptians that were the first to prize grains, they turned their land into desert and they also had weaker flabbier bodies, especially their skulls. And we have evidence from this. 
I went to the museum in Cairo when I was uh, visiting Egypt and doing my studies with the tribes there and traveling around. And you could see from the old statues and paintings and the archaeologists and what they were finding there, you know, when they were going through the tombs, the, their, their brains, they, were, they could, not their brains, sorry, their skulls, they could mush them into a long shape. Yes, over time. And then they, they were the first to trade with then into the Mediterranean and Europe. And then the civilizations that got onto the grains, such as the Romans, the Italians and the Greeks, then also started to become less athletic and lose their shape and become weaker and more prone to disease. And then you look at like the time of famine that happened in Italy um, after the World Wars, where all they had was the grain and they made all of these grain foods and now Italy has a huge incidence of diabetes and heart issues and heart disease. The grains are terrible, but that's also, I'm going to have my own topic on um, 15 minutes on grain and how it affects soil as well, soil depletion, because that's a heavy one. That's a big subject, how grain and the manipulation from corporations made grains so prevalent with the cereals and completely messed up the food pyramid. But yeah, so... We can get most of these in nature, and it meant danger. So these things, the fruits and vegetables, are so necessary for us. The human being we are now would have never got here, would have never got to the agrarian revolution if we needed and if they were essential. There is no essential carbohydrate on this planet needed for human longevity and thriving. No essential. And essential, the definition of essential in the nutritional world and nutritional vocabulary means something the body cannot synthesize alone. And we can synthesize carbohydrates and glycogen without them. We can use meat and we can use organs. We can use seafood, shellfish. We can. And we can also take glucose from non-fibrous sources such as honey and dairy. But anyway, that's another subject. So there's none essential to man. I've said before about the vitamin C. When you're intaking vitamin C from these fruits and vegetables that come with the sugars, you're not absorbing most of them. And then you're getting the anti-nutrients, which I listed some earlier, which create malabsorption, also leach from you and tax your immune system to process them. So you think this machine that we are, that is made in one place and was only able to travel around one place, needs hybridized components grown from all over the world using different climates, you know, using slave labor, using up their water sources to grow them in unnatural amounts and circumstances is needed. We need all of these different components to survive as a human being. We would have never got to where we are now if that was the case. So you've got to use some logic there especially all these components that were man-made. So when man was becoming his cleverest and his most robust and getting into civilization, if that was the case, we would have never got to that. The brain grew and expanded from cholesterol, good fats, mostly from bone marrow, and then from flesh. So anthropological status, we'll get more into that before, how we started as scavengers, eating rotten meats and leftovers. We were able to break the bone marrow, our brain expanded. We then started using tools to be able to cut more flesh and to cut into the bones better to get even more marrow. We then learned how to use fire to cook meat that was gone off or to preserve it and carry on traveling around, expanding our brains, our language, our communication, our hunting skills. So yeah.
guys, fruits and vegetables, when we look at the data, any of the data, and you've got to look at this closely, any of the studies that say it's beneficial for you, doesn't matter who's funded the study. And this is the only thing. People go, oh, but this funding, of course, you have to be a company related in order to fund it or you're not going to fund it. So it doesn't really matter. That's irrelevant. But what you need to look at is the controls, the variables, and the methods. Now, if it's epidemiology, and that's with the bulk, like maybe 90% plus of these studies are epidemiology or they're test tube based, they are not good enough. They are not correct. And you need, if you look in the conclusion, not just the hypotheses, most of the people go by the hypotheses, but the hypothesis is not the conclusion. You will see the conclusion, there's a lot of maze, ifs, buts, and it's not actually certain. But when you look at actual clinical trials with controlled groups of people looking at the biochemistry and the physiological responses, and one study that is good is um, 600 milligrams of fruits and vegetables on oxidative stress, which is a great study, look it up, you will see that they found no conclusive results on heightened um, detoxification or oxidative control amongst the group of no vegetables and the groups eating fruits and vegetables. They saw no difference. And then in other studies, uh, when they're looking at oxidative controls as well, they saw that a lot, um, a lot when clinically done, also saw minor differences, but saw negative reactions that could potentially lead to harm in most individuals. So you need to look this up. Really check it and check if it's epidemiology. If it's epidemiology, or as we like to joke, epidemiological, you throw it in the trash. This is a questionnaire survey base where they take no proper controls or methods. They leave the person alone for up to 10 years, some up to 10 years without any checkup or anything. No way to tell if the person's telling the truth or what they're doing, if they're smoking, if they're drinking, if they're eating processed crap. Then they come back, retest the bloods, do another questionnaire and check again. That is not a study. That is maybe a means to funding a study if you're starting to see correlation, but correlation does not mean causation. That is why you do not have any studies out there that prove meat causes cancer. Look it up. You will not find any. It will all be epidemiological bullshit. So guys, you need to know how to differentiate this because a lot of the companies are shoving down hypotheses and epidemiology down our throat as scare tactics and brainwashing to get people to consume from a billion dollar industry that is importing, growing, using all kinds of machinery, using all kinds of fertilizers and chemicals, which is big industry, to feed you these foods while weakening your system and selling you then off to the pharmaceutical companies. So I have worked with a number of chronic autoimmune conditions and degenerative diseases such as cancer, and none of them required any vegetables or fruits to help. Even back in Brazil, in my homeland, the, the retreats there that are treating people for chronic degenerative diseases are surrounded by these fake fruits that were brought in, and they do not allow their patients to eat it. They are mostly a heavy fish diet, plain starches, and meat. These fruits have no effect whatsoever. And fruit, if you eat a lot of it, it will actually directly feed your cancer. So don't think the bullshit on like soursop, for example, noni juice, is going to destroy cancer cells. It's feeding. It's full of sugar. And you cannot get in the vitamin C. If you don't know about the vitamin C, refer back to my episode 3, vitamin C on a carnivore diet, and you will understand more about that. 
So yeah, guys, just a quick introduction there of why we don't eat fruits and vegetables because they're neutral and ne and negative. Neutral at best, but mostly negative. They are only something you maybe desire out of taste or texture, but do not actually give you any detoxification purposes, do not actually help you avoid any disease issues like that. And I haven't even got to fiber, guys. I'm going to be doing a whole bit on fiber also and the fermentation process that happens with fiber, comparing us to gorillas and cows. That's going to be another big subject. But yeah, they don't give us anything. They don't help our hormones. In fact, goitrogens can actually mess up our hormones. And they don't help our tissues in any way. The body is so intelligent. It knows how to methylate and detoxify on its own. Fasting does so. And also eating essential nutrients such as proteins and fats from animal products allows us to clean the body and rejuvenate. If it wasn't that simple and we needed all these components from all over the world, we would not have survived through hard times. And we still wouldn't survive today if that was really the case. So actually, a lot of the times, these fruits and vegetables are inhibiting you or from your body, are inhibiting your body from doing what it naturally wants to do, guys. So take that into account and look up the original fruits and vegetables from the ones you're eating now and see the difference. They're much smaller, they're much bitter, <laughs> and they're not very appetizing, guys. And our ancestors knew this. They used them as fallback foods when they needed, when the hunt was scarce or harsh weather conditions, and they always broke it down. They either leached them in rivers over two days to remove the oxalates, and then they cooked them in fats, especially starches like aboriginals and cassava and certain roots. They would leach them in the river, allow the oxalates to come out, and then they would dry them and cook them in the animal fats in order to help simulate the little nutrition in them, breaking it down with less anti-nutrients also. Guys, very important that you look into this. So anyway, thanks for tuning in to episode 5. Hope you enjoyed this one. I hope this has sparked the curiosity and got you excited for the breakdown of everything we spoke about in this podcast. We're going to be going really deep. I'm already at nearly 20 minutes in. So each chemical and type of fruit or vegetable in their groups is going to deserve its own 15 minutes so that we can really get in depth and to the point on why you should avoid them and if you have certain issues how it could be affecting you and especially why people with issues should definitely avoid them thanks for tuning in guys if you're on apple Podcasts listening to this or for itunes please leave a rating and drop a comment on what you think about the podcast and what you'd like to hear appreciate it so much share it to all the people that need to know remember i'm not being biased here i'm sharing experience but also studies and getting to the bottom of what the truth really is behind the foods we're eating and why we're pushed to eat a certain way just to spark critical thinking and open minds remember that all of this is just advice you go out there and do whatever the hell you want but yeah be smart about what you're doing don't just mindlessly consume Thanks, guys. See you guys on Thursday.